We've all heard of cattle mutilations, and some experts claim this is direct evidence of alien activity on our world. The scene is typically the same. It's a, a dead animal, no tracks around it, no evidence of scavengers or predatory activity, and there's always these strange, very precise, very surgical wounds on the body that usually result in organs or tissue or skin being removed. They're ghastly scenes. But did you know there's been human mutilations found in the exact same manner? Well, that's our creepy topic for the day. Welcome, welcome, welcome into Killing, Missing, Hidden, plus the premium first-class version of our regular podcast. You know, there's more seating room, you can lean your chair back, someone will be around with a hot towel soon. It's nice. No, no, not sure at all. It's the same old podcast, just kind of off the beaten path for what we typically cover. And, you know, you pay for them, which we really appreciate. And we hope you get your money's worth out of them. We, we love you. Never forget that. Um, this episode may be kind of one of our creepier ones. I mean, aliens are kind of spooky in and of themselves, but if you can believe in them or at least entertain the idea that we aren't alone in the universe, and then you add in the horrific things that have been done to the victims we're going to talk about, it's, it's, it's just not, not fun. And if you want to see some truly disturbing imagery and you've got a strong stomach, check out our show notes because it will show pictures of some of the bodies and the wounds they suffered. Naturally, this is a story that allegedly gets covered up by military and government officials and only a few have slipped through the net. So there's not a ton of information readily available. So this can be a fun one where you can go crazy poking holes in these stories but hopefully you can enjoy them for what they're worth. Are you ready to go? You buckled in? All right, let's do this. So we're going to start with what is probably the most famous and certainly the most well-documented of these human mutilation stories. It's the body found at the Billings Reservoir. We have to go back to September of 1988, when Simply Irresistible and Don't Worry, Be Happy were ruling the music world. And we also have to travel down to Sao Paulo, Brazil. So this was a reservoir that was originally built in 1935 and supplies over 1.6 million people with... Oh, okay, you don't, you don't care about any of that. Here's the story. <clears throat> there was a boy walking along the coast of the reservoir looking for small animals to hunt. As he hiked, he had very little success in his hunting endeavors, but he had come across a very odd scene. Up above a little ridge ahead, he could see vultures circling some sort of dead animal, but they weren't making any effort to pick at it. They were just kind of in a circle, almost dancing around it. It, it, was, it was like they had shown up to a crawfish boil only to find out that the crawfish were some sort of vegan abomination instead of the real thing. 
So the boy, you know, throws some rocks to chase the birds away so he can see what the deal is. And that kind of unveiled the horror of the sea. Just a horribly mutilated human body. The boy rushes back to his nearby village as fast as his little legs will carry him. When he arrived, he's out of breath and he tries to explain to kind of the village elders what he had found. There weren't any police in this village, so the members of the Santo Amaro Police Department would be called in, and they would arrive shockingly quickly. The officers arrived on scene and had no idea what to do. They had no clue what they were dealing with, so all they really did was kind of secure the scene, rope it off, and wait for the higher-ups to tell them what to do. Multiple investigators, detectives, what have you, descended on the scene and basically flooded the village, asking questions and other questions and even more questions, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. The officers that had secured the scene stood guard until late until the evening. Then under the cover of darkness, the body was removed and all traces of evidence were taken away before sunrise. In fact, when the villagers went back to the scene the next morning, the only way they could find the precise spot was some police tape had been left behind. Days went by, but the media never reported on the discovery of the body. People from the village called the police to find out what was going on, but they would just kind of hit dead ends. You know, they were of the opinion that some sort of cover-up is clearly going on here. And rumors began to spread, not just throughout the village, but to other villages and towns and whatnot. Now, again, this was in 1988. So if we fast forward to 1994, we have a break in the case, if you want to call it that. Somebody leaked a copy of the coroner's report on this body, and it told a horrific story. The victim was a 53-year-old man whose identity had been obtained from dental records. They could not otherwise identify him. Uh, the name was redacted in the leaked report. But here's what the report did contain. Eyes gouged out. Eyelids expertly removed. The tongue being surgically extracted. Lips absolutely totally removed from the body. Left ear was missing. A large portion of his lower jaw had been excised. Several pieces of flesh around the neck and face had been removed. The armpits had these one and a half inch uh, diameter puncture wounds. They were perfect circles. The same puncture wounds were found on the victim's legs and arms. Strangely, virtually all of the internal organs were missing. And they were, it was to such a degree that the abdomen and the chest was noted as being unusually sunken in. Specifically missing were both kidneys, the liver, the stomach, the pancreas, the intestines. The coroner couldn't find any surgical scars or anything that would indicate how they were removed other than these puncture wounds. And it is possible to remove organs through a powerful vacuuming process, but it destroys the organs in the process. So that ruled out this being some sort of, you know, black market organ harvesting related death. 
The victim also had another puncture wound above his rectum, and his colon and scrotum had been, again, surgically removed. The most peculiar, peculiar, why can't I say peculiar? I don't know. Strange? Let's go with strange. I can say strange. Or odd. Odd's even simpler. The oddest part of this report, arguably, and it is not consistently reported, so it may or may not be true, but this dude's body was drained of all his blood. Now, the other reports note only that there was no blood stains on the body, implicitly suggesting that when the wounds were inflicted, they had been immediately cauterized or otherwise contained. A toxicology report was done and showed no signs of drug or, or alcohol in the stooge system. Let me stress no signs of drugs, like not even painkillers. So whatever this dude went through, he was not numbed. Now, typically, you know, toxicology samples are taken from blood or urine, but specimens can be taken from the stomach, the liver, the brain, the kidney, or eye fluid. But, of course, we're missing the bulk of these or organs. So the specimen would have had to come from urine, if there was any left in the bladder, or from brain tissue, or if there was blood still in the body. The victim was known in the village as being an alcoholic, and he also suffered from epileptic seizures. Now, the medicine he was taking for his epilepsy did not play nice with alcohol, and from what I had researched, mixing these two can cause deadly reactions. So this is the direction the coroner went initially with the missing organs being blamed by animal predation. But all this additional information on the state of the body in the coroner's notes indicated there's no signs of animals chewing on the flesh, there's no claw marks, and the body was too fresh for decomposition to account for all the missing organs. The coroner's notes also indicated the man had suffered from cardiorespiratory arrest and a cerebral edema, or swelling of the brain, without any evidence of head trauma. Others have opined that coupled with the lack of painkillers, it's possible this man, if he was awake or alive when all of these wounds were afflicted, could have caused him to die from extreme pain with the swollen brain and the cardiorespiratory arrest being the result of the pain. Now, this didn't smell right to me, so I did some actual honest-to-God research. I spoke to a doctor about this, which was an interesting conversation. I, I was just of the opinion, you know, like, pain alone can't kill somebody. Pain is a response to stimuli. Certainly it can, like, you know, raise your blood pressure and things like that, but pain cannot kill you. That was my hypothesis, at least. And from the doctor I spoke to, I, I was wrong. Um, I'm sorry, I was correct. The report was wrong. I'm just so used to me being wrong that I defaulted there. 
So now the doctor acknowledged there is this very rare condition known as posterior reversible, oh God, encephalopathy syndrome, encephalopathy Okay, or it's called PRES, P-R-E-S. You can look that up and see what I'm trying to say. And this is a condition that can cause seizures. And when having a seizure, it can cause one's blood pressure to rise abnormally, which can then in turn cause the brain to swell. But as this was explained to me, this is not for a brain to swell enough to cause death. It would have to swell to the point that it begins hemorrhaging. And if that were the case, then that would be the obvious cause of death here. In fact, the doctor I spoke with said basically everything in this report was nonsense because everyone who dies, dies from cardiac respiratory arrest because they ain't breathing and their heart ain't beating anymore. That's all that means. So, like, typically if you were to have a heart attack, the cause of death would read something like, myocardial infraction secondary to high blood pressure. Further, certain pieces of information on the coroner's report had been changed to hide some key facts in an effort to keep the story buried. At least one with a conspiratorial mind could conjure. For example, it was listed in the report that the body was found in a totally different location than it surely was. We're, and we're not talking being off by a few miles. We're talking hundreds of miles away uh, in a different state in Brazil. Further, the report noted that the man's family had filed a missing persons report. But according to the family, the police never, ever, ever told them that they had found his body. So this report is very unreliable in certain ways. And that can make us question the entirety of the report if we want to. But that still leaves us with eyewitnesses who saw this body in a monstrous condition that just doesn't seem to occur naturally. You know, your eyeballs and eyelids generally don't just fall off when you're walking around outside. Your organs don't migrate to find a better home. You know, like a... a, a, a Hermit crab does, looking for a new shell. You, you're looking at the scene, you know, I, I, I don't think this is a natural death. Um, I, and I don't really see murder. It, I, I suppose that murder is on the table. But, I mean, that would be one angry and sadistic killer with significant surgical skills. And, you know, there's no... Again, no tracks around the body, their footprints or vehicle tracks. The villagers didn't report seeing or hearing anything. There was never any, you know, evidence found elsewhere that would support this being a homicide. It's, it's, it's just leaves us with we don't know what happened. And again, if we believe the quote-unquote experts on cattle mutilation... Then are aliens involved in this murder? We also have to ask, you know, why would the police want to cover this up? Because it's clear they did not want this to become a matter of public record. 
we also have to ask, why would everything inside this poor guy be missing? I mean, every major organ is gone, and apparently the only way it could have been removed is being sucked through one of the holes in his body. And, you know, that then the coroner's report is so screwed up. Why and how? It's, it's like he did his report and then somebody who outranked him came back through and changed a bunch of facts on there. It's, it's very strange. So, you know, typically when we have a situation like this where it appears to obviously not be death by natural causes or misadventure, and it's highly unlikely that this would be a homicide... What what do we do with it? Well, it's got to be one of two things, right? Bigfoot or aliens. And I'm not putting this on Bigfoot because I love Bigfoot. But, you know, the common thought on cattle mutilations always includes aliens. So why not include them in this one? And if you look at the pictures, which, again, are truly gruesome, it looks just like a cattle mutilation scene, if, you ever, if you've ever looked at those. Or, you know, maybe somebody's practicing their makeup skills for The Walking Dead. It's all this weirdness coupled together is why this is the arguably the most famous case of human mutilation ever reported. Now, again, this is just one case, and there are some other less widely reported cases we can review. Not many, but at least a few. The most famous one from America involves Air Force Sergeant Jonathan P. Levitt. He was part of a team assigned to the White Sands Missile Testing Grounds in New Mexico back in 1956. So his team was sent out into the sands to search for debris from a recent rocket test when his commanding officer, Major William Cunningham, heard Sergeant Levitt scream like he's never heard somebody scream before. So Major Cunningham thinks, oh crap, he's been bitten by a rattlesnake, I gotta get over there. He's got his little jeep, he rushes over to where Sergeant Levitt was searching and when he arrives, he witnesses one of the most bizarre extraterrestrial reports we're aware of today. Major Cunningham stated on the record that a metallic arm or tentacle had wrapped itself tightly around Sergeant Levette's legs and was in the process of retracting back into a silver disc that was hovering about 20 feet away. Sergeant Levette was pulled into the disc, which immediately rose into the sky and disappeared from sight. Major Cunningham is kind of freaking out, and he runs back to his Jeep and radioed for assistance. I guess security-type forces come out there to secure the scene, and they also escort Major Cunningham back to the base, where he's immediately involuntarily hospitalized for observation. Radar reports from the nearby airbase did indicate an unidentified object was reported in the skies at approximately the same time the major made his radio call for help. Searches were conducted throughout the White Sands area looking for Sergeant Levitt, and three days after he disappeared, his corpse would be found 
10 miles away from the scene of the abduction. Medical personnel were quickly called in to take the body and to um, perform an autopsy on it to see what happened. They determined that he had been in the sands for less than 48 hours, which means there's at least 24 hours of missing time. There were also several dead scavenger-type animals found near Sergeant Levette's body. The presumption is that they died after attempting to eat some of his corpse's flesh. Again, as with our last story, Sergeant Levette's corpse was in very bad and very unusual shape. His tongue, eyes, genitalia, and anus had been surgically removed. His body was completely drained of blood, yet none of the blood vessels had collapsed in a manner that one would expect. This bizarre situation was the subject of a grudge report, specifically Grudge Report 13. Now, the grudge reports were the precursor to Project Blue Book, the now famous former top-secret military investigation into UFO sightings throughout the United States. Now, Interestingly, Grudge Report 13 is the only Grudge Report that has never been declassified. There is a fella who has a military background and is now, I don't know what you would call him. Some would call him a shyster, I guess. Others would call him a researcher, but his name is William English. He's a former member of the U.S. Special Forces, and he claims that somehow he obtained a copy of Grudge Report 13 in the 1970s. Now, he had been, for, he had not obtained this through some sort of cloak and dagger type action. He had been asked by the government to review the Grudge Reports. And he said every other Grudge Report he looked at topped out at 20 pages. Grudge Report 13 was over 600 pages long. Having said this, there are inconsistencies over the years in what English has claimed the report stated, with most ufologists noting English claimed the report mentioned close encounters of a first, second, and third kind, which suggests he's lying because that classification system was not developed until the 1970s. And again, this report was produced in 1956 or thereabouts. Some who have investigated this case too have been unable to confirm even the basic details. Specifically, there was no Major Cunningham serving anywhere in the United States Air Force at this time, but for one gentleman who was assigned to a base in the Pacific Ocean somewhere. And there was absolutely no Sergeant Levettes that could be found anywhere in the Air Force as being, as being reported as serving in 1956. Former Airman Leonard Stringfield has been an obsessive UFO researcher since he encountered a UFO while in the Air Force in 1945. In 1989, he claimed to have received the most astonishing story he had ever heard from an unnamed high-ranking officer who was then still currently serving in the U.S. military. 
This event allegedly occurred in April of 1972 during the Vietnam War, and a group of special operations soldiers were moving through the Cambodian jungle towards the Vietnamese border in an effort to flank what they believed to be an enemy intelligence outpost. When they approached the approximate location of the outpost, instead of finding some sort of setup there, instead they discovered a disc-style UFO resting in a small opening on the jungle floor. The craft was apparently 50 foot in diameter and it was made of a material that was reflective as a mirror. On the ground surrounding the craft were multiple humanoid figures that we would describe as greys now. You know, the big head, huge black eyes, no nose, no hair, skinny bodies, that style alien. These greys were systematically loading corpses and various body parts into metallic containers. Now, the body parts were not, you know, just blown off limbs. It included things like tongues and eyes. Reportedly, they were also collecting what seemed to be a fairly uniform mix of black, white, and Vietnamese soldiers for their collection, all seemingly deceased. The special forces, upon seeing this, instinctively opened fire on the aliens before quickly being forced to retreat. Upon returning to base, when they reported what had happened, they were instantly intercepted by what we would call men in black, and subjected to hours of interrogation, ending in a forced hypnosis session where false memories were allegedly planted in the soldiers' minds so they couldn't remember exactly what happened out in the jungles. Our last little short story takes us to Idaho in 1979. Two hunters were somewhere between Bliss and Jerome, Idaho, these are two towns that are roughly 25 miles apart when they stumbled across a totally nude male corpse. It was found in very rough terrain, and it too had been mutilated like the rest. Uh, same deal, you know, eyes missing, lips missing, genitalia removed. The police were called, and while they were inspecting the scene, one of the officers made a rather astute observation that despite this nude body being found in very rough, rugged terrain that was difficult to walk through, was very rocky, the corpse's bare feet had no lacerations, bruises, or even dirt on them. Further, there was no tracks leading to or away from the body. A formal search was implemented and conducted in an effort to find more clues. And all that could be found were what was believed to be the man's possessions a couple miles away. And it appeared that they had been purposefully abandoned. Police, because this was the late 70s, police explained away the body as being the victim of a satanic cult ritual because we were in the middle of the satanic panic, and that made everybody happy, and we moved on with life. Because, you know, all Satan wants is a nice collection of decorative buttholes. So, that's some nice nightmare fuel for you, I hope. It's eerie enough to read about these mutilations occurring on cows and other livestock, 
But to see it being done on humans is horrific. It's scary. Um, you know, there's reports of cattle mutilations going back centuries, consistently reporting the precise removal of skin, tissue, muscle, organs, seemingly without any explanation that makes sense. You know, and, and there's obviously a huge difference between a predator killing a cow and the surgical-style death. Plus, it's always been reported that scavengers don't touch these bodies. Or, in the instances they do, they die almost instantly, as if the bodies are full of, you know, radiation or poison or something like that, somehow rendered inedible. Now, that first story about the Billings Reservoir, that one I'm inclined to buy just because there's so many pictures that have been leaked over the years. And, and these aren't, you know, these aren't Bigfoot-style pictures where they're blurry and they're, they're, they're taken from, you know, behind a, a mesh screen and somebody's spilled some Vaseline on the lens. I mean, these are like close-up Detailed pictures. Whatever was the cause of it, that dude was truly mutilated. These other stories, they don't have any real evidentiary support, so I'm much more skeptical of them. But just the idea of it happening once during my lifetime is pretty terrifying. Um, this is one of those pictures you don't unsee. You know, a, a man who's had his lips removed looks looks like a monster. But naturally, there's tons of other stories like these floating around the Reddit sphere and other such locations, but, you know, you got to question their value. I did find a report of what one could call a mass collection effort. There were three morgues in New York and Connecticut that were all hit the same night, basically at the same time, where human, you know, dead humans, obviously, it being a morgue, um, had organs removed and other pieces of their bodies stolen away under very unusual circumstances. But the reports never go into details. And it was very hard to find anything that confirmed this is true. You know, I, I suppose if aliens need to do research on humans, if if we have to be the fetal pigs that they dissect, I, I would rather them do it on dead bodies than live ones. But leave the lips. Just leave the lips. They, they, there's nothing interesting about our lips. Fun fact I learned while researching the episode. The FBI legitimately maintains a database on cattle mutilations. And they update it as new reports come into them. So someone somewhere in the FBI sits there and maintains this database of dead cows, which is very interesting. Beyond what I've said so far, I can't really offer any analysis here. You know, this, this is just a creepy story, and I thought y'all would enjoy it. That's kind of the purpose of these plus episodes. So I share. One last thing. Um... Uh, since you are my most precious of babies, at this point, I think I've already, by the time this is released, it's probably already been announced on social media. But just so you can hear it from the horse's mouth, 
hopefully a horse that isn't mutilated, um, we are making a live appearance. So if you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area, there is a mini true crime festival going on, on I believe it's May 6th. Uh, the details are going to be on my Instagram and Facebook, if you can join us on one of those platforms. We're going to be there with several other uh, podcasts. It should be fun. I expect you all there. You can even come, you know, mock me live as I stumble through trying to pronounce words. It'll be a good time. So that's going to do it for today. If you're looking for a sign from the universe, here it is. Go ahead. Do it. You can eat seven corn dogs in one sitting. You're an adult. You can handle it. All right, until next time, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting. This is Brad out. You survived another episode of Killing Missing Hidden, the podcast about bad things. Join us next time for another true and thrilling story.